Don't worry. If uh, if I want a couple more game sacks, some people would still have jobs. Okay, I have to live. With, I have to live with that every single day. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Nate and I are back to preview the final week of action in the regular season in the OUA. There's so much to talk about, so let's kind of, let's skip the foreplay, let's get into our stock watch, and then we'll get after it. Nate, how's your portfolio doing right now, my friend? Well, I mean, this is just kind of... A tip for all you investors out there, when you sell a stock, take it off your watch list. You don't want to see how it's doing <laughs> after because it'll break your heart. Um, and for me, that's the Guelph Griffin's offense. I had some stock. I got rid of it. And lo and behold, they put up 600 yards of offense last week. Um, so while my pockets may not be hurting, I guess, technically, but uh, my heart is knowing the opportunity that I had missed out on. Um, so... First off, that really hurts, but going into this week, obviously I'm holding my queen stock at this point in time quite happily, Um, and I'm going to, I had some max stock. I'm actually going to double down on that. I don't think the price moved too much after the York win last week. Sure, they look pretty good, but, you know, maybe up a couple points, whatever. Uh, I'm going to double down because I think this team's going to end up in at least the West final. Um, So, yeah. I'll, I'll say it. I'll be bold. You know, bold got me in trouble last week, but uh, you know, it just makes it all the more exciting for the content. But yeah, I'm riding. I'm riding the the maroon wave, I guess. Well, uh, oddly enough, to sort of jump ahead, I, I think your predictions for this week, if you're right, I, I don't think Mac is making the playoffs. But we'll what. <laughs> We'll put that on the shelf for the moment. Uh, doubling down the Mac stock, uh, you know them with their you know playoff lives on the line at home against Guelph, a big rivalry game there. I mean, uh, I think that's a good uh, a good place to be. Uh, I had bought into a little uh, Connor Carcello stock, thinking that he was going to have a bounce back performance from his first week. Um, back off of injury and uh, as we talked about on the the review uh, from last week uh, good outing for him um, a lot of which is credited to his uh, his main target out there Ente Egovan which you highlighted could actually be a little problematic for them in the grand scheme of things but uh, you know if I may I'm actually going to sort of expand my my stock uh portfolio in the Laurier team as a whole uh, as I was saying you know I whether we want it, whether the position on them has moved too much after that Windsor game, hard to tell. But I, I do feel like this team is moving in the right direction, and it looks pretty, pretty confident, or it looks pretty uh, safe to say that they will be in the playoffs one way or the other, despite uh, how some of these games shake out this week. Um, so uh, you know, call me a call me a bandwagon uh, fan or what you want to say, but I, I'm riding this Laurier wave here um, as we make our way into the playoffs. Um, any, any last news or notes before we just get into the action, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm going to change a pick later cause you're correct. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's start, <laughs> let's start off with our first game of the week. As we were mentioning, uh, when you are listening to this, if you were hearing it after it drops, t- kickoff should be hours away. Um, is Carlton. It is Ottawa. It's the rematch of the Panda. 
Thursday night game under the lights at TD Place. Um, you know, for the sake of playoffs, uh, playoff stand or the East, we know who's making the playoffs at this point. For all these games, it's a matter of where teams are going to be uh, slotted in in their respect respective positions. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts uh, looking at this game here? We obviously had Ottawa with, uh, you know, coming off of a, a hard-fought loss uh, to your Gales last week on a Thursday night as well. Carlton coming off the bye. What are you liking with this game? Yeah, I don't like a lot. Uh, <laughs> both of these teams, both of these teams uh, are, coming, are coming off, uh, you know, losses to the Queen's football gales golden gales whatever you want to call them um so it's kind of hard to gauge where they're at based off of you know i guess past performance the past game they played but but um you know for me like at this point here it's just pretty simple i think ottawa's playing with their starting quarterback who they like who they're comfortable with they have chemistry going with those guys um played competitive at times against Queens last week. Um, Carlton still running with that rookie quarterback. And, you know, for them, it's going to it's gonna come down to the run game for them. And if they're able to generate that, um, you know, we obviously saw Rashid Tucker get a good game going against them the last time out. And I think, you know, the last time as well, Carlton did fairly well in the running game against Ottawa. But I just don't think it's enough for me. And I think kind of um, – the limitations that come with playing with a backup quarterback are there for this team. So um, I'm going to stick with the GGs for this one. Yeah, I know you make some great points in your analysis of this game. And, uh, you know, for Carlton, obviously coming off the bye, you can be a little hopeful to think that, you know, maybe that gave them some time to, you know, figure out what their, uh, how, how they want this offense to function with uh, young Mr. Uh, Reed in there at quarterback. And obviously, as we've said, uh, you know, they've had their uh, success running the ball, uh, not in that last game against Queens, in case anyone forgot. I mean, we had all these blowouts this past week. That was a 45 to nothing victory for your Gales. Um, having said all of that, uh, I'm going to go with Carlton in this one. Uh, you know, coming off the bye, we'll see a little more rested, a little more playoff, uh, you know, getting getting ready for the playoffs. And um, I also, you know, I'm not a I'm not a math guy, but if there's a chance I can catch you in our standings, uh, it only comes by picking against you. So, uh, you know, big J journalism right there, uh, as you would say, Nate. And uh, yeah, I will move on from that one uh, to our Saturday slate of games. Man, oh man, you know, <clears throat> I we definitely compared to years past, there's been a little feels like a little more diversity in the schedule start times. Uh, it just does suck that given how much importance there are in specifically the first two games that we'll talk about in this one, that they're both at one o'clock. Um, but we'll talk about them nonetheless, because that's what we do. So we'll start off with the rematch of the Battle of Waterloo. It is Laurier visiting the Warriors. Uh, Laurier coming off that victory at home against Windsor and Waterloo coming off, man, getting getting stomped at home against Western in this one. And this... I pretty well for Waterloo is is you know it's winner it's it's winner go home um winner stay home I guess in this case and on top of that it, is this it's five, also is this, the, is this yeah. five years in the making 
coming down to this very moment. Oh man, it hurts, man. It <laughs> for especially for you know, I'm not a stats guy. I'm not an X's or O guy. I'm strictly I I'm a narrative guy. No, and just the, just the, a guy's guy, Zach. Just a, just a guy's guy. <laughs> and oh man, it's obviously I think we were talking about this on our review podcast from last week. I mean, shoot, like I like I just Waterloo still has all the talent that makes me think they can be so special. Obviously, so I mean, if they go on a run, would I be totally surprised? And if they did go on a run, does it really matter at the end of the day that Trey's regular season career ended up five hundred? If they're able to, you know, somewhat maybe miraculously pull it together this late in the season off of, you know, what we've seen, uh, you know, the direction of their team going in um, sort of the midway point and on in the season. I mean, yeah, maybe that's a lot to ask, but it wouldn't be too, too mysterious to see, but man, oh man. Uh, It's, it's, it's it's been a, it's been a rough couple weeks for Waterloo. Where where are you leaning in this matchup? Well, I said it was a, I was going to change a pick. I'm not going to disclose which pick that <laughs> was, but I'm going to make my case for, uh, you know, a pick that aligns with my personal interests. I'll leave it at that. Um, and I'm going to go with Laurie. And it's for, you know, a few reasons, obviously. Um, a, it gets Mac in the playoffs. So that, that, for, for my wallet, for my <laughs> stock portfolio, that's important, first and foremost. Uh, but I have a case regardless. I mean, you know, I've been watching this Waterloo team the past few weeks, let's say, and I go back to the Mac game, which really kind of was, I don't want to say the beginning of the end at this point, but sort of where things kind of fell apart for them to this point in time and watching them play Mac and Guelph and Western last week is the offense. The offense is not scoring a lot of points. It looks incoherent at times, and I it really is looking whatever is happening for them that is positive. It's not happening on script. It's just Trey running around and making stuff happen with his legs. This was not something that happened for them when they were scoring 50 points against Weston and things like that a year ago. Things look much better. Obviously, those facets will always be in play for them, and Trey has the ability to do those things, but I just am not seeing you know, enough in the way of consistent offense for them. And we also have a defense that's coming in their own at the right point in time. And, you know, for me, it's really kind of a formula that is a negative one for the Warriors. Um, And for that reason, you know, this is sort of uh, this year's ending. I don't want to say in tragedy, but in disappointment for the Warriors, for me. (sighs) Nate, I... You you paint the picture of of this game very very well. Um, I don't know how much I could add on to just what we might be seeing on this one, but I realize as you were saying that that I have I have checkmated myself. I have painted myself into a corner in that having just wax poetic about you know caring about narratives of of how the you know the stories and the all these the players and the teams go that I have simultaneously and but then also buying into Laurier stock I have put myself in a position where I'm either going to say that Laurier is going to lose despite all the accolades and me buying into their stock which then allows the you know trade to make the playoffs and finish 500 or I'm completely making an ass of myself and saying that I'm buying Laurier stock, but then saying Waterloo's going to beat them in this outing. So 
I don't know what I'm gonna. So this is this is tough uh, for me. Uh, but I guess since I lose either way on this proposition, I'll just stick with where I actually think this game is going to go, and it will be siding along with your pick. I'm taking the Golden Hawks in this one. I just I really like that defense, and as you were saying, like Trey obviously does some incredible things, but when that offense is solely just him having to pull the rabbit out of the hat every time, which is what it's looked like so consistently this year, oh boy, um, that's hard to pick up wins uh, against defenses that aren't as good as this Laurier team, and uh, I and I still think that offense is starting to is coming together as well. So, um. <laughs> So much for being the narrative guy, uh, and uh, and I guess you can just <laughs> maybe we'll just edit out everything I just said. I guess I still have that ability to do, but I am also taking Laurier in this one. Uh, we'll move on to our next game. Uh, the team involving the team that you are buying some stock into it is Guelph on the road taking on the McMaster Marauders. Um, I'll start off on this one. Uh, I'm taking Guelph in this matchup. You know, we obviously just seen all year long talking about defenses, what they've been able to do, and we were kind of talking about it on the review pod from last week that, you know, given what we've seen, given the pressure we've seen teams be able to put onto Andreas Duick in consecutive weeks in the form of uh, Laurier um, and then York, I mean, Guelph should be able to put up performances like those if not more and (laughs) with the way that offense is starting to come together for Guelph as well uh yeah I'm taking Guelph on the road in this one I you know ultimately I think it'll be a a low scoring affair that always seems to be the case when these teams match up historically it's a beat them up beat them down kind of performance um but yeah I'm I'm, I'm going with my Griffins on this one where are you leaning yeah I mean it's like a bit of like a venue thing for me. I think if Guelph was home, I'd, I I might be picking them, but I'm gonna go with Mac in this one, obviously. Um, and obviously, obviously I bought the stock, guys. I'm not gonna sit here and make a fool out of myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just man, uh, Guelph winning it at Rod Joyce, man, it just looks weird to me. It don't look right. I don't like that. That doesn't make sense in my brain. <laughs> Um, that hurts, man. <laughs> as a guy who's lost many games as a Griffin in Ron Joyce, that just hurts. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, don't worry. If uh, if I want a couple more game sacks, some people would still have jobs. Okay, I have to live. With, I have to live with that every single day. Okay, <laughs> people with families to feed, food to put. That's <laughs> high. Oh yeah, football's high stakes act. That's what you know. Maybe we need to talk more about that on this podcast, but uh, we'll stick to having fun. Um, yeah, I think the venue is important. Um, obviously, we saw the Guelph offense do some good things last week. They have talent, but this MAC defense is still very good. Um, and I think I don't really think uh, it's a bad matchup for the Guelph offense, just straightforward. And I think, you know, the MAC offense is still good enough to get some things done against this Guelph defense. Mac has struggled against pressure this year, but you know, I'm going to buy it anyways. I'm going to buy it anyways. I keep talking about this team. They're going to have to turn around for me at some point. Right, Zach? So turn around. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, well, I'm going with Mac. I feel pretty good about it. And uh, 
it's the start of start of a nice run for them <laughs> to that west final right well you know and as well and i mentioned obviously guelph's offense starting to uh, looking like it's starting to take shape um you know obviously that comes you know, the back of a what was a 48 burger they put on a UFT defense that is pretty, uh, you know, uh, and at even, home, you know, against what at home at home. And then uh, and then, you know, when they took care of business at home against Waterloo um, in that one as well. And <laughs> I I like so many guys on that defense. But, you know, if we just buy the numbers, it's a Waterloo defense that, you know, maybe not quite a but maybe a like a. I don't even know if the mic will pick that one up, but you know, uh, so you know, you, you're right to think that uh, you know Max defense will give them more of a challenge. But I mean, this either way, and this is kind of as we're setting up, uh, coming off of the uh, in, in talking about these Saturday games, it's really unfortunate both these games are at one o'clock. Um, because I mean, you know, you can watch them both. I mean, I, I tweeted a photo of watching four games at once on my screen from Saturday. So it is it is possible. It is possible, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, hey, Mac and Guelph is, uh, you, you know, it's, I feel like we don't talk about this rivalry enough. Um, and, you know, I'm no doubt biased from having been involved in this rivalry a, a lot. But, you know, this is this should be a very fun game. Uh, let's move on to our next outing, the last of the 1 o'clock games. It is the rematch of the uh, Argo Cup battle, Toronto Red and Blue Bowl, York Lions playing host to U of T in this matchup, though. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, stakes on the line, it's always, you know, there's always pride in this matchup for these two teams. Toronto about, taking the first match. How about a trophy? They, are they going to hand it out again? What's what? <laughs> I want to know what to deal with that. That would be interesting to see. Well, what would be, what would be, the the funniest thing would be if like if York wins Absolutely. if like I don't if if it's actually like Clay Sakara having to like <laughs> hand it over like I, <laughs> I, I forget who they Who's had handing hand it, it over to, to you Zach which bird uh, Dante Master Giuseppe <laughs> okay, <good>. no <laughs> the best player answer. on the York Lions <laughs> well no you just just taken the, the 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 best player on the York Lions so he's Dante Master Giuseppe um, what what do you think with this uh, with this rematch here. Uh, I, I'm 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 trying actively. I, I've I've been trying for the last two weeks to like forget everything I saw in that first matchup between these two teams. That three-hour slot on that Saturday afternoon is just now almost completely vacant in my mind. Um, but uh, what are you thinking with this rematch? Well, I'm not going to let you in on maybe my honest opinion, but I'll tell you my <laughs> my objective opinion. And this is just a fact: this game does matter. It has no implications kind of in terms of seeding or getting in the, well, I guess seeding for Toronto, but we're in the playoffs here. Like whatever happens kind of happens here. Um, but, uh, you know, it's good. UFT needs to get right. It's been a couple of rough weeks for that offense. Uh, you know, you're in the playoffs for the first time um, in my lifetime. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to go in there and kind of lay an egg. Um, so, you know, you got to get right for York, obviously. I mean, maybe you're trying to figure out the quarterback thing and whatnot. I mean, you're going to see kind of they split time and how they do against a defense that's not as strong as Max. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, just the way York's been playing football and turnovers and everything like that, I, I don't see it for those guys still. I, and I think uh, UFT is going to win this one. Well, 
I'm, you make a great case um, in that you have to really need to start seeing some signs of life if, if they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it was funny. It, prior to how things actually set up for this week, there was a scenario in my head that I thought would be neat kind of jumping the gun a little bit in the Western Windsor game where if there was a situation where Western knew that they had first place in the West secured no matter win or lose for them or any other outcome and if by you know I say this with finger quotes here letting Windsor beat them that would mean that say a a rival of theirs you know whether it would be Mac or Guelph or pretty much any of the other teams would thereby not make the playoffs I think that would be a I think that would have been a, a very funny like like I'm playing chess. Y'all are playing checkers move by Greg Marshall. Be like, this game's meaningless for me. And you know what, Guelph? I don't care if you win or lose today. I'm gonna. We're gonna let Windsor win, and you're gonna. But I, I say that in saying that for York, uh, not that they can take UFT out of the playoff contention. They have that secured as as you were mentioning. But you know, I think they could really throw a wrench in their equation just as far as getting right. And you know, we saw their defense play well against them the last time out. And, uh, you know, they're at home now for this one as well. So I'm, I'm going to go with York to just with I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of fuck you energy from the Lions in this one. Just for just being like, you know what, UFT, fuck you. You want to you're making the playoffs first time since 95. You think you earned this. There's a couple teams in the West that are probably looking over across the standings and being like in a regular year, you wouldn't be in here. And I feel like just for York, you know, get the dub, you know, put put a put, put a number in the win column for you. And, uh, you know. That'll be that. My potting was Zach or Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> some foul language coming from me on this on this episode today. Uh, we'll move over to our last game. Kind of uh, <clears throat> mentioned it in setting that one up. Uh, Western on the road taking on taking on Windsor. Um, I mean, this is a win. You know, winner go home, or I guess using the same joke from the Waterloo matchup winner stay home for Windsor uh whatever whatever magic Windsor has at home do we think it's enough to uh have them take out Western given that last time we saw these two teams uh do battle it was to the tune of a 54 to 4 victory for Western in London um any rabbits being pulled out of the hat for their uh Sam Gerrard and co in this one not for me I mean Western looks too good. Windsor obviously has not been impressed the past couple of weeks. Um, all 401 and McDonald's jokes aside, uh, you know, this is just a Western team that's been so professional over the years. They don't, they haven't really lost uh, games like this to opponents like this. And yeah, I think they take care of business and going to the playoffs on a high note. Any surprises from you, my friend? No, no, uh, I I completely agree. Um, yeah, I just I, I you know even despite that kind of you know joke about whether they would have wanted to um, you know if they could have allowed for you know Windsor to win to knock out another team, it's also a year where you know even if you secure that first round or that first place um, that first place seating, it's not like that earns you a buy anyways. Um, that you'd want to like rest up with so frankly given that they'll be playing the week after against someone yeah you you don't want to take the foot off the gas you want to roll and um you know as well even though if you look at the the stats leaders on the year even though Keon Edwards has actually already taken the mantle of top rusher in the province in uh 
one fewer game in, in, in one less game than uh than uh tucker yeah, can has we, can we can we just name him can we just name him oua mvp right now is that an absurd thing to say i think like miss oh uh, you know probably not let's we'll, we'll are we are we gonna crown him uh, nah, we won't we won't crown him no <laughs> no no we'll, we'll, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll wait till we'll wait till the season wraps up but we're 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 polishing I, it i, I, I struggle got, i struggle I, to find a scenario where it's not it's not him i struggle yeah yeah no, yeah well you know I, i'm who, here in london i'll me, get it nice me, and polished tell up this, from. tell me this if it's not him who is it who, oh it, well it would have to be rashid tucker um who's but, not playing this week no, exactly. Um, which could be, I for, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they do awards this year. Uh, you know, normally it's that like it's. I think normally it's like the week going into the playoffs or in the first week, and they start doing all star. But you know, it'll be interesting that if that does become the matchup we get in the Yates, if it's Queens versus uh, Queens versus Western, there you know there could be one of those two guys perhaps feeling very slighted. So that could, you know, either way you slice it. And at this point, yeah. It, is definitely looking like it's going to be Keon. Um, I'm I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. You know, either way, I'm sure Rashid Tucker thinks he's better. I'm sure Keon Edwards thinks he's better. And as we said as well, still don't know what the Trey Hume's situation is for them as well. So, um, but that just only makes them better as a whole. <laughs> uh, to have like this top running back in the province, maybe the country, and then also just have like an incredible vet in, uh, in him's doing his thing. But yeah, it's, uh, we're both taking Western in this one. I don't think we're seeing any surprises. Um, but Hey, I guess that's why they call them surprises. You don't really predict them, but let's now take a look at some of the seating. There's a lot of obviously, uh, weird shenanigans that can go on based on the outcomes of this game. So I think for simplicity's sake, what we will do here is just look at what the standings will look like if Nate's picks for this week come true and then if mine come true. So Nate once again taking Ottawa, Laurier, Mac, Toronto, and Western. That outcome would net in the East. Queens obviously locked up top spot and ended their season last week, 6-0. and We would then have Toronto in second at 3-3. Three and three having the tie break over Ottawa, who would also be at 3-3. Three and three. Carlton then slotting into fourth at 2-4 and four for a rematch against Queens. The three, the the third matchup they would have had in this season. And of course, York at 0-6 at the bottom. And then for the West standings, you would have Western at 5-1 and one at the top, Laurie at second at 4-2, and two, and then Mac. And Guelph both 3-3, three and three, Mac taking the third spot, having then in this situation just beat, uh, having just beat Guelph, um, <clears throat> and then having Waterloo and Windsor missing the playoffs. That all sounds right, yeah? I think that's that was fairly, not, nothing too complicated in that, Mac, in that equation, I think, right? No, pretty straightforward, yeah. Okay, great, because mine is where it does get a little sticky. Um, the East, once again, nothing too uh, crazy happening, just given the nature of the, the you know the game or the the standings already being set but to recap you know I'm taking Carlton, Laurier, Guelph, York and then Western so for the east once again Queens still at 6-0 then it would be Carlton in second at 3 and 3 and then Toronto and Ottawa both at 2 and 4 same in your situation Toronto getting 
the the higher seeding, having won the the, uh, the head-to-head. York still at the bottom, but hey, one and five looks a little bit an zero and six. But it's the West where it gets a little messy. So I would likewise have Western at five and one at the top. It would then be Guelph and Laurier at four and two, which I believe they didn't play each other, but having both played Western. Um, Guelph getting the victory, Laurier taking the loss. I think that would put Guelph in second, Laurier in third. Um, I may be missing something there, but um, we'll just go with that. It's some either way, it's those two teams. Um, but then we would have three teams at two and four at the bottom: Mac, Waterloo, and Windsor. And and the way I think it works out in this situation is all three of those teams did play each other, and so I think it comes down to points. Obviously, we saw Mac beat Waterloo. Waterloo beat Windsor, and Windsor beat Mac, but Mac beat, so I think the way it works out, so Mac beat Lord Waterloo by Waterloo. 21, and Mac beat Waterloo by 21, lost to Windsor by three, so kind of make that overall plus 18 for them. Waterloo beat Windsor by 25, lost to Mac by 21, so make that plus four for them. Windsor beat Mac by three, lost to Windsor by 25. So that goes negative 22. So I'm pretty sure ultimately that just puts Mac in that fourth spot, making the playoffs with Waterloo and Windsor missing out. Um, so as I said, despite being the narrative guy about, uh, you know, the Trey Ford uh, Warriors and everything like that, uh, my predictions not only have them losing this week, but missing the playoffs entirely. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, the rule book, there's obviously a number of other scenarios that paint much more <laughs> annoying scenarios to have to to have to figure out. But I think that I think we got that all right. Did we miss anything in that? I don't think so. But please feel free to correct us. I'm sure someone will uh, will call us <laughs> out if that's the case. Yeah. Well, and, and the last thing just I want to highlight is that funny enough, you know, so in in and just take it a step further. Uh, so in Nate's scenario, we'd have first round of the playoffs, Queens hosting Carlton, Toronto hosting Ottawa in the East. You'd have Western hosting Guelph, Laurier hosting Mac. In my situation, it'd be Queens hosting Ottawa, Carlton hosting Toronto in the East, Western hosting Mac, Guelph hosting Laurier. Um, and uh, either way you cut it, those West matchups will be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but frankly, the East, it leaves a leaves a bit to be wanted uh you know i, I think that uh you know let's put it this way I, as we've kind of said it feels like queens should just roll through so if we're gonna get some intrigue i think we would need to have another ottawa carlton matchup in the playoffs and then you know get toronto on the road against queens historic rivalry there so that outcome would be a result of ottawa winning and then york winning which is you know a situation neither of us predicted outright. I would have Queens at the top at six and zero, Ottawa in second at three and three, Carlton and Toronto both at two and four, Carlton in third with the head to head. So you would have the third installment of Ottawa Carlton this year, as well as a rematch of Toronto Queens and once again York picking up a win in the uh, to end their season on uh, hopefully a positive note for them. So despite neither of us taking that, I, I think that's the outcome that we're both kind of pulling for. Am, am I fair in speaking for you on that on that point? I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You concur. Excellent. Um, beautiful. Well, any last any last words before we see how it all uh, unfolds here, Nate? I'm ready for the playoffs, man. And uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? 
we have a couple games that basically are play out. The Waterloo uh, Laurier game, obviously, um, as about as close to a playoff scenario as possible. And same thing, Matt Guelph. So obviously, we'll have a, a keen eye on both of those matchups and uh, really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, and so make sure you're following us, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, we're live tweeting those games, helping you stay up to date. If you can't be watching them at the 55 podcast on all those platforms, make sure you're hitting up the website at the 55.ca, checking out the blogs, checking out the store, buying merch. The merch, of course, supports Stella's place as well, which we are a big fan of helping them out in any way that we can at the 55.ca. That's the place to be. So next time we will be talking to you, we will have the playoff matchup set. I cannot wait. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the games on saturday wherever you're going to be hopefully you're having a great time and if you're live at the game you know make sure you if you were there hit us up or you know let us know what the action is like live um, so we'll see you next time at the 55